from the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, I'm Ann Lundholm, and this show has everything. Hygiene habits, furniture picks, life decisions, etiquette, food talk, dental sinking, and that's just for starters. Once again, we're diving into our show topic reserve list. We've got lots of ideas, but how many of them have any meat on the conversational bone? And joining me to separate the gold from the dross in this pile of ideas are some of my favorite people from Animal Loft Studios in beautiful Del Mar, New York. It's absent-minded Bobby Pape. Hi, Bobby. <laughs> yes, uh, good evening, Anne. <laughs> From Middle-Aged Mama Studios in Austin, Texas, it's gold star girl, Hillary Livingston Butler. Hi, Hillary. It's all I want. Tell me I'm good. <laughs> Tell me I did a good job. You did a good job. Thank you. And finally, from Money Pit Studios in Detroit, Michigan, it's Meredith, keep my feet on the ground, Van Harn. Hi, Meredith. <laughs> That's me, honey. <laughs> on today's show, we'll begin with a little small talk. We'll see what's in the mailbag, discuss all our cockamamie show ideas, we'll make some tissue recommendations, and let you know how you can get involved with the show. Uh, Hillary, we got a lot of small talk, so let's get yes. to it. Yes, we do. Okay, so the other day when I'm <clears throat> going through my calendar, what's up for this week? What's going on? I, I look on Wednesday and I'm like, oh, shoot, I have a dentist appointment on Wednesday. I kind of forgot about that. And then I went into our little chat and I said, Ann, <laughs> when is your dentist appointment? Because <laughs> we're synced up, y'all. Um, Anna and I <laughs> conveniently have our dentist appointments on the exact same day. So today was the day we both yep. went to the dentist. <laughs> All right. Who goes first? Who, te- who tells their uh, report cards from the yeah, dentist? Yeah, I need to know who got an A. All right. Well, okay. I'll go. So I had a new hygienist today. His name mm. is Peter. So did I. Yeah. He just uh, moved here after spending 13 years as a dental hygienist in Texas. I didn't ask oh why specifically. But, refugee. Yeah. He said, well, he, he was like, I am so happy not to be in the Texas summer anymore. Oh my God. Yes. He, he yes. said, I just felt so crispy all the time. <laughs> yes. But, Vaguely sweaty all the time. <laughs> those 13 years, he was in pediatric dentistry. Oh. So he has the best bedside manner. He's so soft spoken and kind and he has super gentle hands. And the whole time he was like, great, that looks great. And he was kept explaining exactly what he was doing. And I'm like, this man works with children who are nervous. I need that. A lot. Like, yes. Yeah. I hate it when they stab you and they're like, mm, your gums are bleeding. I'm like, yeah, because you're stabbing me. This also explains why he wasn't alarmed when your teeth fell out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he even did the gum recession check today. He was like, oh. one, two, two, one. These look wonderful. Oh. And I actually, I was telling him about Hillary and our dental sinking. <laughs> and how what we both really wanted was to get an a plus at our mm-hmm. dental visits and he said will you tell your friend that you did a great job and you get Yay! an a oh said, thank you very much so Yay! it went I'm great very proud good and i know you i know you were like a vaguely nervous so that's good it went it went well um oh, well, was, gr- well okay now that i say you go and then you say the thing and then i interrupt no it, it went great because <laughs> we're in between dentists at that practice and so someone is filling in from one of the other locations and they were not in the office that day so i didn't actually get a, a dentist exam yes well and it was okay. not my time for x-rays yeah they just so. look in your mouth for three seconds and are like okay <laughs> looks good. 
Looks good. You don't need a dentist. There's there's a lot of let's put a watch on MO uh, sixteen or whatever constantly because <laughs> I have some chips from like uh, chewing on pins like back in the day and they're like oh we're gonna, we've been watching they've been watching it for I lived in Austin for fifteen years and gone to the same dentist he's been watching it for fifteen years it's fine <laughs> yeah um, and I'm I'm a little bit nervous just because uh, I was telling you guys that probably like two or three years ago, I had a tooth, like a back molar that had enough decay where the dentist was like 50-50 on whether he would fill it or do a root canal. And he was like, well, let's let's fill it for now. And he said that the decay is almost kissing the root, but we'll fill it mm. and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> and I just lately, I felt a little bit of like temperature sensitivity and stuff yeah. on there, but it's actually cleared up over the last month, six weeks. So yeah. I'm fine going yeah. another six. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, unless there was like some startling pain, I think you should right, be exactly. just fine. Um, I would say I got an A minus. Well, she said that my teeth look really good. And she, the hygienist, weirdly, my hygienist had just moved here. Well, she moved here. Did she, she move from Minnesota? In, from Minnesota? No, but she lived they traded in places? Wisconsin. So like, <gasps> I know it's not the same, but like, it's kind of similar uh, area. Um, but she and her husband moved here. Her name's Jessica. I really did like her. She's about to go to Montreal and Quebec City, which I love both of those. Her husband is Hungarian, and so we talked about Budapest. I mean, it was really fun. Um, she said that my teeth look good. Um, when the dentist, this was actually the first time the dentist came in, and he was looking, and he like, all of a sudden, he did something different than what he normally does. He like squirted some air in one of my teeth, and he's like, "Oh yeah, okay." And I'm like, "What?" Mm. And then he was like, "Oh, you just I have one cavity." One cavity that I got filled in seventh grade, and he was like, "It's starting to break down. We just need to, we just oh. need to replace it." And oh, so I was yeah. like, it, "But it's my only like ex- like extra appointment that I have to go to, so I have to go like in two weeks to get." That's the not filling. your fault. No, I know, no, no, no. I know. I, no, I, I think know. the grading can only be on hygiene and home health care. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I got great. She was like, there was a little bit of bleeding there, but that might have been from COVID. But she was like, but otherwise it looked really good. And I was like, okay, great. That's all I need. Yeah. So I'm giving myself an A minus. That's good. It was in and out in an hour. Good to go. I mean, Meredith, do you, I mean, you're not part of the dental sync club, but do you want (laughs) to share any dental I am going to the dentist tomorrow for whatever (laughs) that's worth. Well, so I had... Uh, I've discussed my root canal saga and I, I also chalk this up to not my fault because it's a 23 year old root canal and they don't last forever. Yeah. Yeah. So it had to be redone. And that's what this is. I've had a temporary crown on my back left lower molar for a couple weeks and it has come off twice. Uh, so I had to go in. I mean, I shouldn't laugh, but it's just <laughs> I funny mean, because it's so ridiculous. What else can you do? Yeah. And it was one was from eating. It, there were both breakfast food <laughs> dis- <laughs> destruction. I don't know what I did. I I had Raisin Bran for one. And then Cheerios was this morning <laughs> that came off. Like, Maybe it's because they're not complete and balanced. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Well, yeah, I didn't have a, I didn't, I didn't have a banana and orange juice and milk and toast and a fruit <laughs> and eggs and, and a glass and of oatmeal. milk. <laughs> right. But so I, guess I that's could probably I it. could understand this if it was crackling O'Bran. But right. No. <laughs> I mean I soaked them in milk. I'm it's on my left side, so I'm only chewing on my right side. Like I truly don't know how this happened. <laughs> it's just maybe I, I, I like my dentist a lot. I don't think it's their fault. I think this just happens. And also I clenched my teeth, so maybe I weakened mm. it or something. It's yeah. you know. I have well, never had a crown. How how are they affixed? 
Are they? They are glued? affixed with this disgusting tasting glue. Ah. Ugh. And the temporary ones are just made real quick. They put, you know, they put that goo in your mouth that hardens up to make a mold. And, you know, that ta- that's the impression. And then they fill that up with something else that makes a temporary crown. And then they glue that to your tooth. And it's temporary. It's meant to only last for a couple of weeks. But obviously mine only lasts a couple of days. <laughs> um, but I called today and I was like, hey, it happened again. And they're like, actually, we got your permanent one in because they send away for it. Mail order <laughs> tooth. I don't know how that works. But they said, we got your, your permanent one in. So I'm going tomorrow at 8 in the morning to have that put on. So this stupid saga will end tomorrow. At some point. Or so we hope. Or so we hope, yeah. No more uh, caramel or bagels for me for (laughs) breakfast, I guess. (laughs) Um, Okay, Anne, I need to know, you're responsible for taking care of a living creature. Is it a mouse? What's this about? I mean, I I intentionally made it sound more exciting than it is. But guys, I have a plant. Oh. I was guessing sourdough starter. So, okay. No, no, gotcha. no. We've we've talked before, like Meredith is our plant guru on this show and I don't know how you do it because I have a billion plants. Right. I have no plants. Well, I have one plant now, but I've gone through this pattern where every once in a while I think I should get a plant. Like it would be good. It would improve air quality and it would, you know, make my home less sterile and whatever i should get a plant and then i go to the nice plant store and i talk to the salespeople and explain exactly what the situation is and they get me the right plant and i follow the directions scrupulously and they die in about 10 days Mm -hmm. every time Mm -hmm. and my theory is they know i just don't really care (laughs) because the problem is that i'm saying i should get a plant not i want a plant yeah i should get a plant so aspirationally getting a plant Exactly, because I think it's the right thing to do, and yep. that's just yep. no way to do it. So when um, Matt and Meredith were staying with me a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about this, and she said, oh, so I guess we shouldn't get you a houseplant as a thank you gift for hosting us. And we laughed and laughed and laughed. And then on Monday, there was a package in the mail, and I was like, what is this? I'm not expecting anything. And I opened it up. And it's a little teeny planter and three Aww. little teeny succulents. And it's Aww. just, it's almost like a, a, a kit that you put together because it all comes separate. And then there's like a baggie of dirt and stuff. But there's no instructions. Like I'm, yeah. I'm plant illiterate. And so I take it out and I look at all this stuff and it's like, there's this little bit of like spongy netting. And I think, okay, that probably goes down in the hole at the bottom of the pot so that the dirt doesn't fall out but the water can still drain and then there's some slightly larger pebbles and stuff that I put in and then I put in a layer of dirt and Mm -hmm. then I had a conversation with myself about whether I was supposed to leave the succulents in the little greenhouse (laughs) plastic pots (laughs) and I was like no no No. and you're not that stupid and i took them out and i (laughs) i loosened up the dirt around the roots and put them in and put more soil around and then i put the teeny pebbles on the top and then i watered it and put it in the front window (gasps) and if this thing dies i'm hopeless because and uh, just the the only way you can kill succulents is by overwatering them okay okay so Mm -hmm. water it like once a month i'm not kidding okay it's going to be less than you think. 
just once a month a little bit of water if Honestly, they're little guys. I'm surprised that they're still alive after shipping from San Francisco. Yeah. Because I don't check the mailbox very often. I'm not sure how long it was in there after shipping all the way across the country, but it's a good sign, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So everybody cross your fingers for me and we'll see how it goes. If I can nurture this thing, there's hope for me. If you can't, I have another plant recommendation for you. Okay, good. If you really want to try again. I have one that thrives on neglect. We'll see. Because the the last one I had. my childhood. The last one I had, I, you know, I watered it faithfully. And then I came down one morning and like one of the leaves was tinged a little brown. And I thought, hmm. And I went to work. And when I came back from work, almost all the leaves were like brown. And some of them had fallen off. And I was like, no, planty. (laughs) We're going to have to work on your plant naming skills. (laughs) It's like it's like Pee Wee's Big Adventure or Pee Wee's Playhouse. Well, naming. you can't it's get like cherry. Attached. You can't get attached to it if you know it's gonna die. If you yep. name it Keanu Leaves and then you and then it dies, you're gonna be sad. <laughs> Not that I know an experience. Oh goodness! Um, all right, Meredith, you have an adventure coming up. Oh my gosh, you guys! This is partially. A lot of fun and partially a therapy assignment. I am taking an airplane, an aeroplane, to <laughs> Minneapolis, St. Paul, Woo-hoo. and Gregory and I and are going to the Minneapolis, or sorry, the Minnesota State Fair. Hopefully, I'm, hopefully I'm coming, right? I think you are too, <laughs> but we are flying there, and that's the part that I'm hyper-focused on. <laughs> because like, I just I, have to get through that, yep, and then I can I'm enjoy I'm now it. afraid of flying for some reason, so I, I decided to book a two-hour flight. We're going first class <laughs> on Delta <laughs> for dumb reasons uh, to Minnesota, and at the end of the month, I'm very, very excited about it and very, very nervous, um, but I think... I think it'll be okay because we have a lot of room and we positioned ourselves so that we wouldn't have to see anyone throwing up. And if we do, I'll be, a, I, I got the window seat. And so I can just look out the window and not pay attention to the fact that I'm on a plane. <laughs> I've so flown a lot and I've never plan. seen anybody throw up. So. I mean, either. I've also flown a lot. I used to fly all the time and I've yeah. never seen it in my entire life. And I was never afraid of flying, and suddenly I am. So this is a weird kind of change of pace for me. So, but I have cool. I have the tools to deal with it. I have the Calm app. Uh, they have a flying <laughs> meditation. Oh, cool. Yep, that I'm going to listen to. Um, my therapist is is fully aware of the situation. She's very encouraging of this, and she thinks it's great. And the only way to really get over it is to expose myself to it, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I have to just do it and realize that it's not going to kill me. Um, and I have a Xanax prescription in case it does try to kill me. So <laughs> we'll be okay. Uh, Meredith, this is like so random, but I have this playlist that I found on Spotify that it's called like a reading playlist. And for whatever reason, it's basically like scores from movies. And for whatever reason, it immediately makes calms me down and like puts me to sleep. Like that's what Ooh. I put on planes because I'm like, I'll send, send it to it you. I'm like, I, it's just like piano, basically, you know, like trinkling piano. Yep. And I immediately am just like, <sighs> it's beautiful, but it makes me snoozy for some reason. So I'll, if I'll I need like chill piano music, I basically I have a Chopin playlist. And yeah. oh, so any work. sort of like tinkly piano is yeah. totally yeah. correct. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. He'll so do I, it. You know, uh, obviously we're going to see Anne. We're going to see Anne's mom. Hi, Anne's mom. <laughs> Very excited about this. It's going to um, be awesome. And yeah, uh, I, I think we're going to miss the Jonas Brothers performance, unfortunately. <laughs> no. But we'll have, you know, we'll see some, we'll have some deep fried butter and see some butter sculptures. Mm. And yeah, yep. we don't do deep fried butter. That's Iowa. That's fine. I had it in Texas. It was disgusting. Yeah, yeah I, can't. I can't get my head wrapped around it. It's like too much. Yeah, it's breaded butter is all it is, yeah. and it's very gross. Yeah, I've, yeah, I I went to the Texas State Fair a couple times, and I felt like absolute death Garbage. afterwards. Yeah. yeah, I was just like laying on the on my bed, just like moaning, like why did I? <laughs> I do don't this? like this. <laughs> this is a bad idea. Yeah. So I, I I hope I hope I'll be a little more wise this time. I know what I'm, I'm doing. I'm excited. Yes. Yeah, uh, I trust uh, you, Anne. Yeah, Anne will lead you into the glory. Just know I don't have a gallbladder and I cannot handle deep fried <laughs> food very well. Okay. <laughs> there are other it. things. Listen, I, my parents are fucking healthy eaters. Like, we'd go to the state fair and my dad would be like, where's the fresh fruit stand? <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? How close do you get to fresh fruit at the fair? Like lemonade, like fresh squeezed lemonade? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You can, totally, you can totally get it. Wow. Oh my gosh. And we'd go to Amazing. the like food building and next to the giant cheese curd booth, you can go to like the falafel stand and they have nice little falafels there. Mm, I'm yeehaw. like, you're kind of missing the point, guys, but okay, yes. if that's how sure. you want to do it. Fine. My dad just wanted to look at the animals and the tractors really anyway. Same. Well, we had to go to I the do that car show and the animals and then never the midway because my dad, love you, dad, it was way too cheap to ever spend money on that. I'm like, <laughs> I, I find the midway too loud now. It's oh, so cacophonous. It- it is. Uh, n- yeah. Now I get it. Like I'm like we are avoiding this at all costs. But as an 11 year old, I was like, right. "Fuck you! I don't want to see a pig. I want it's basically go Disneyland, it. and you're not allowed to go." Yes, I want to do bumper cars. Yep. Yeah, but like uh, as an adult, the 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 system with tickets and buying oh, tickets and oh, this ride is four and this ride is three and this it's just ugh. Yep. It's disgusting. And then the person you're with wants to spend 82 turns trying to Ugh. like win the whack-a-mole. Although Matt only needs one turn because that man is good at carnival games. It's a skill. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be carrying around a huge stuffed animal for the rest of the day. So <laughs> no true. thank you. <laughs> um, all right. Bobby, you have an update on the Staples content contest. Well, I, I, we need, we need to establish an update. But first, Meredith, um, about short flights in first class, something I got very good at uh, when I was a commuter. Uh, on Delta, on those short flights, the first class snack basket usually includes these really great French. Uh, shortbread cookies with chocolate. They're little square cookies Ooh. in a sleeve. Like there's four of them in a packet. To the point where Sam demanded I bring them home to her when I was flying home on Thursday night so that I, w- I would get extras to bring home. So, look, I know that it might be crippling anxiety or fear, but do it for the cookies. Okay. <laughs> that helps. That helps. That'll give me something to focus on. And also, I you know, I can grab as many as I can maybe and save them for later. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Be and I'm going to motto. 
Do it for the cookies. Yes. Do it for the cookies. <laughs> I'm going to avoid alcohol because I think that'll make me feel worse, yeah. which is kind of a yeah. shame considering I'm flying first class. And you get <laughs> but, free booze. Yeah, but for this one, yeah. we're flying early in the morning. I don't want to drink anyway. So, you know, I, I, I think I think it's maybe not cookies the, will be the... the liquor sweats for a, what's going to end up being a 90-minute flight if they get right. off on time and the weather exactly. is good. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. So, do it for the cookies. Okay. All right. <laughs> Staples contest update. Uh, it is simply to say that we have to figure out what our contest is going to be. And I'm not sure we have to do that right now, but I have all of these Staples goodies in my office and they need to find a home. So in, I guess, coming weeks, we will figure out uh, a clever and fun way to give those away. So listeners, just be advised uh, that the post office and I are going to be uh, getting these Besties. out to you as, as soon as we figure out a way for you to win them because this microwavable bear has been staring at me for a week now. Um, I did, did not agree just... to a clever and fun contest. I, I'm not sure I want to commit to that. Did we disclose last week? We did, right? We went through the, the kitty. Yeah. All uh-huh. the good yeah. stuff here. So yeah. It's all just sitting here. The ab roller's still in its box. I'm <laughs> sure as hell not going to use it. Um, you know, the um, the gas X packet I carefully set to the side today because we've had the saga of our washer and dryer continues and um, workmen have been in and out the last couple of days. And I realized there was just a small box of gas X proudly on display on my desk <laughs> uh, as they were coming and going. The latest on that, by the way, is that the uh, they came and took away our washer and dryer yesterday. The functional dryer and the not working washer that I'm still convinced only needs a $30 pump, but they won't just replace the pump. They got to replace the whole stack. Hmm. Um, and there was a note on our door today that just said uh, that we, well, here, I'll just read it. I've got a picture of it here. Uh, handwritten in a green Sharpie. Hmm. Unit delivered was electric. Supposed to be gas. <laughs> Sorting out. Hope Great. this week. Ben. Oh, God. Ben. Ben. Rookie mistake. Yeah. Uh, so, Listen, uh, if Ben yeah. ordered electric, then it's his problem. If they sent an electric and he ordered a gas, then Ben's off yeah. the hook as far True. as I'm concerned. Yeah. Well, whoever's off the hook, I got an empty closet where there's supposed to be a washer and a dryer. <laughs> so, Bobby's not feeling live. so sympathetic for Ben right now. <laughs> and again, this is that long this is that lifestyle. Not no, not even because literally, if I go out my front door to my apartment and go down the end of the hall, literally the next room's over. There is a washer and a dryer. Oh, oh! But they are coin op, and they are shared with the other two apartments. And they don't actually do laundry very often, so it's it's not even a matter of scheduling around them. But I this went to a head because our washer's been broken for like two and a half months. Oh, yeah, that's bullshit. And every couple of weeks, I'd periodically just poke at the management company and be like, hey. Hey, what's going on here? Yeah. And I finally called like a week ago and, and very politely but firmly ripped someone apart. <laughs> and I was just like, hey, look, I know it's not you personally, person who works in the office at the management company, but like this thing's been broken for, for three fucking months. Yeah. We only have a 12-month lease. Someone needs to shake the their ass and get here. on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they did, uh, except that now they took away. So we were washing in the coin op and then using our dryer because, of course, why not? Save the dollar. It's $1.50 to do laundry, to do the wash, but it also means getting quarters, which is the hardest part mm-hmm. of the world right now. Yeah. Yep. I spent half an hour in line at the bank in the plaza next door waiting to get quarters on Friday last week. Is and there that's still like I a coin shortage? Yes. From co- Oh, my God. 
I don't know why. And like, if the washer had like a like a Venmo situation or a scanner, no, but it's like an old school. And of course, oh. you know, I'm still paying the same rent. I should make them give me a sack of quarters every month. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but for that real. doesn't fix the problem, which is that we rented an apartment with a washer and a dryer because yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to be able to throw my laundry in at two in the morning. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. continuing on in uh, Bobby's frustrating week, tell us about leaving your wallet. <sighs> yeah, this is what I put on the small talk list. Is I left my wallet in La Cochina. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was out in Buffalo uh, because on Monday I had to sign some paperwork for the ongoing Mayfair Lane reconstruction project. Uh, it is amazing how often things come up where I need to be there in person because my autograph is apparently valuable and has to be witnessed in, in front of other people. And it's Of course. So I went out for the day and then I had, um, so this is just the other night, we had a a lane-wide uh, check-in meeting, which we do on Monday nights. And so I, I didn't have time to drive. It's four and a half hours, four if nobody's looking from here to Buffalo. And I didn't have time to drive back to Albany before this meeting, but I also had a bunch of stuff I had to do yesterday, Tuesday. Sorry, we're recording on Wednesday. I just let it slip. Um, the illusion is say, ruined. <laughs> How dare you pull back the curtain? It's no. live. We're talking live in your ears. Um, <laughs> All of this is to say I didn't get a jump until very late Monday night after doing some other stuff. And and I had a long drive ahead, and I thought to myself, it's okay. I'm going to get through this meeting. I'm going to get out of here by 9 p.m. I'm going to roll in very late at home, just after 1 a.m. But I'm, I'm young. I can drink coffee at <laughs> night. Uh-huh. I can do this. Sure you can, honey. Distractions uh-huh. ensue. I finally get out at 10, a little after 10. And I rushed to get out. And it's dark out. I'm a little tired. It's all it's all one highway. It's 90. It's it's I-90 the whole way. I'm on the highway. I get about half an hour out. I need gas. I knew this was going to happen. I pull over to get gas. I don't have my wallet. Ugh. I'm exhausted. It was a very long day. I slept on a cot the night before <laughs> in the house. Like I was just so grumpy and ready to be home. And I don't have my yeah. wallet. I mean, thank God for Apple Pay, right? I was able to buy my gas. I spent like 20 minutes parked in like a side parking lot of a rest stop past the regular parking lot over near the trucks. Um, and I realized I just don't have it. I, I clearly left it. Either I left it at the house or um, or it's somewhere buried deep in my stuff. And I, of course, will not find it until I go back and check the house. Of course. Yeah. The absolute worst part about realizing I had to go back to the house and lose like an hour and a half and hate not, backtracking still, so much. Oh my God. No, not just the backtracking though. I'm on a divided highway. Ugh. So in order to backtrack, I had to drive 10 miles up the road to the next exit. Oh, mm. 10 miles? You had to front Turn track. Around. That's forever. In order to it's backtrack. A, it, it's an interstate. It's a throughway. It's a toll road. It doesn't have a lot of exits. Drive up to beautiful Batavia, New York. Home of the Batavia mud hens. Uh, get yes. off. Literally drive over. Get back on. Oh, God. Drive the 40 minutes back to the house. I would be I park. so I, I left. angry. Oh, mm-hmm. I was livid. It's probably the only thing keeping me awake. I got back to the house, um, parked on the street because the construction has completely you know, blocked the parking out of the lane. I left all my luggage in the car because I still wasn't 100% sure if I was going to try to drive back or not at that moment. 
I just brought in my backpack. I walked in. I went up the stairs to the kitchen. My fucking wallet is just staring at me on the kitchen counter. Oh, of course. No. It's the only thing on the counter. Uh, the, I mean, it, the place is basically unfurnished right now, so there's not a lot of stuff at all. And my wallet's just sitting there. Uh, and I'm uh, looking at myself, and I thought, the cot's going to kill me, but I think there's an inflatable mattress, like an air mattress in the owner's closet from when we were renting it. And sure enough, I found the air mattress. I inflated it, and I thought, maybe this would be better than the mattress, than the uh, cot. And I immediately fell asleep, and I got three, Ugh. maybe three and a half hours of sleep, because I still God. had to be at work on Tuesday morning. I had shit to do, and normally I would have just like called in and said, "Hey guys, figure it out." But I was like running a concert on Tuesday, uh, an outdoor like, event, and so I got up. I I put the exact same clothes on that I had been wearing. <laughs> like I just you know, I. I Took, took off my outer layer of clothes when I went to sleep, put them back on, and three hours later, Ugh. and drove the four hours back to Albany, Ugh. and I came home, uh, scooped the cat boxes, took a shower, got dressed, made a coffee, and then went to the office. Was here for an hour, and only because Sam wasn't home, so I just had to make sure the cats weren't living in their filth. Um, <laughs> it was just absolutely miserable. Last night, I slept for nine hours, which is the yeah. longest night of sleep I think I've gotten in... Uh, things it's funny we had a staff meeting today and we very much like our question of the week we do an icebreaker question every week and uh our the person running the meeting decided that today's icebreaker question was going to be what's one positive thing that's happened to you today <laughs> the, meeting, the, the meeting's at ten thirty in the morning <laughs> and everyone's like uh nothing yet we'll get back to you and i literally just said i got a full night's sleep yeah like i went to it works sleep wonders at, i went to sleep at 11 last night and I made myself stay in bed until eight. I'm impressed you made it till eleven. I'd be like, I, I got it at nine o'clock. I I'm impressed you made I, it to eight. Yeah, I can't. I can't stay in bed past seven. Oh, <laughs> I I was wide awake at seven, and I, um, I like forced myself. I like pulled my head under the covers and set an alarm for eight. And I was like, I know I don't feel like it now, but I know I need it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Well, you did it. You made it back. Yes. Sucks. Totally Good thing sucks. you're so young. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. So young. So, uh, so, um, well, what is it? My, my boobs are great. <laughs> you have you young boobs. coffee boobs. anytime yeah. you want. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Except right yes. now, I'm drinking diet ginger ale. Cheers. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Exotic. All right. Should I move us to the mailbag? Please. Mm-hmm. All right. We got some good responses for uh, what was your sliding doors moment. We got some, not a ton, but they were very in-depth. I was impressed. Um, Jean says, one fine day in September 1963. Yeah, I'm that old. Oh, please, Jean. Um, My mother said, let's go look at colleges, which is so crazy. Like September of your essentially freshman year in college. Uh, we ended up in Anderson College, Indiana. Uh, they accepted me on the spot. I took the SAT that afternoon, <laughs> moved into the dorm later that day Crazy. with no extra clothes or dorm stuff. We started freshman week that very night with a floor meeting. My aunt drove the three hours the next day to deliver clothes and stuff for me. Aww. I thrived and never looked back. That That's is so amazing. Yeah, crazy. I don't think that That's could happen. Crazy. No, that is so, I mean, you know, I think about the ki- kids nowadays and, you know, they applied to so, I mean, I applied to a fair amount of colleges. Like, I think I applied to, I don't know, six or seven or something. Kids these days apply to, like, 
more than 10 and it definitely does not start like the fall of your you know no it starts in like january before you're graduated well it starts like junior year when you're like taking sat classes yep uh i think i did my tours junior and senior year of colleges i think the the summer before senior year is when i i I only took a couple of campus tours because i couldn't afford to go to any of the schools i wanted to go to so yeah 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 that's pretty wild though um Okay, Leslie says, when I moved to Colorado and was looking for a place to ride horses, I stopped at the local tax shop and got a few names. No Google then. She gave me three <laughs> names. I called two. One was a hunter-jumper trainer. The other was an invent- inventor, not inventor. The eventing trainer called me back first, so I arranged a lesson with her. Uh, thus began my illustrious eventing career. After about a year, she offered me a job as her assistant. I knew I couldn't do it. Not enough money. Then I got laid off from my job at a software company. I figured I'd take the job as the barn manager slash assistant trainer for a short period of time. That was 1998. I've been working with horses full-time since then because of one arbitrary phone call. I could just as easily called someone else and ridden someone else. It's crazy how that works. To top off that story, I always wanted to ride as a kid but couldn't. Uh, we didn't have that kind of money. I wanted a horse so bad. I knew where I wanted to ride, Fortuna Farm in Longleat. I circled the ad in the yellow pages to show my parents. Years later in 2015, when I moved back to Minnesota, guess where I ended up teaching riding lessons? You got it, Fortuna Farm. I love everything about this story. Don't give up on your dreams kids or maybe do because there was a lot of struggle in the middle part when i was first <laughs> in horse world <laughs> and do you know where fortuna farm is no i've never heard of fortuna farms but i know where right. long lake is yeah yeah very cool i that like the cool. idea of manifesting something out of the yellow pages yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh those i days. do not miss the yellow pages remember when no. we used to get a set of like mm-hmm. the white pages the yellow pages and what was it like the business white pages or something yes. you always got yeah. three yeah. and i was like what am i supposed to do with these year after year <laughs> after year and you're supposed to let your fingers do the walking <laughs> right. i threw them in the recycle bin is what i did i mean because i'm I'm me, and I'm basically like Steve Martin. I did when we'd get the white pages, I would flip to uh, ours, and it would say like Kathleen and Michael Livingston or whatever, and then the subcategory it would say children's phone, and I was like, that's me. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, Laura says. I'm oh, sorry. Lane says, when I was living in Santiago, Chile, uh, I was invited to a professional event by my lawyer on a Friday night, Ooh, which I really didn't want to attend, but went because his girlfriend was my closest friend there, and I just wanted to hang out with her. She introduced me uh, to her boyfriend slash my lawyer's childhood friend, a Chilean living in the U.S. who was home for a visit. A discussion about machine learning was starting... At- was the start of our nearly six year and still going relationship starting with a long distance that uh, with a year of long distance that involved a lot of Skype conversations and international travel on both of our parts. Turns out he was on the fence about attending uh, to and if just one of us had decided to flake, our lives would have been been significantly different. Uh, on paper, this is absolutely a terrible idea, and I wouldn't generally recommend starting uh, trying to start a relationship with someone who lives on an entirely different continent than you, uh, but it worked out in our case. That's cool. You know what's really making me crazy about this story is that I remember when Lane moved to Chile. Like Totally. <laughs> yeah. We've totally. been internet friends that long. I'm mm-hmm. like, six years? I know. I know. Wait, I know. this was your friend's boyfriend? No, it was her, fr- her friend's boyfriend's friend. 
so it was my my her boyfriend slash my lawyer her boyfriend being her lawyer also childhood friend okay yes i was like i hope you didn't steal your friend you're like yikes not a a good sliding door story gotcha i mean it's very like um you know general hospital but it's not very yeah (laughs) okay um okay laura says going to a birthday party where i ended up meeting my husband the party was in an out-of-way place and when i it was time to leave he offered to drive out ahead of me to get me to the main road this was pre-gps slash smartphone i'm pretty sure i printed out MapQuest directions oh, oh, girl we all did. Uh, yeah. um and it led you to a field in the middle of nowhere and you were like <laughs> yes. what the fuck where am i uh, when we got to the main road, he swung into a gas station, and I was like, should I pull in? I don't need gas. That seems weird. I'll just go home. He pulled in to ask me out, and I blew past him. <laughs> Luckily, the next day, the birthday haver who I worked with asked if he could ha- give Dave my email address, and he emailed me that day to ask me out. That was Monday, and our first date was a Wednesday, and we were an item by the following week. Oh, that's amazing. Yes, it is. Cute. I love that. <laughs> he wanted to ask you out, and you were like, bye. Bye. Nope. <laughs> Yeah. Bye. Um, and then finally, Amanda says, deciding, deciding to stay in Washington with my dad instead of moving to California with my mom when my parents divorced while I was in high school. It changed the trajectory of my life completely. I bet it did. Yeah. I bet, yeah. I, that's interesting. I always, it's just so rare to see somebody staying with their dad. Right. As opposed to the mom. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think about Mike and that decision he yeah. made to live with his dad when he was 13. Yeah. And think about how different the course of his life could yes. have been if yeah. he wasn't living with a parent who was traveling all the time. Yeah, he right? could have gone down a real bad road. If, things <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if his mom, the English teacher, had been Anything in, to in do his with life uh, constantly. Right. Yep. Yep. Well, thanks, y'all. I love your stories. That's have- great variety of mm-hmm. interesting moments i was actually thinking and i feel like i've told this story before but it's not my personal um it's not my personal sliding doors moment but um my mom grew up in around like Bryan, texas which whatever is where a&m is a little bit in austin and they moved to dc then they moved back then they moved to austin in the fall of 63 she was her senior in high school. And then my grandfather had quit the Johnson administration. He was just going to go into private business. And then when he, when it was, it was the Johnson vice presidency, but, um, and then when they were coming to Texas, Johnson asked him to go. So my grandfather went, obviously that did not go well. Um, and my grandfather called my grandmother and was like, you, um, you need to move the kids back to, um, you need to move back to DC because, I'm going to go work for the Johnson administration. So everybody has to come back. I think my mom, like she loved her parents, but I think she was like looking to not be super like geographically close to them. So by moving back to DC, she ended up going to the university of Texas where she met my dad mm. and thus I was born. But I think Aww. if she had stayed in Austin, I don't, I think she would have gone somewhere else. Like if she had graduated from high school in Austin, she would have gone somewhere else because she just wanted to be, independent i guess right anyway she would have gone to college in dc or yeah exactly like american mm-hmm. or whatever chicago like or worse. yes yeah just somewhere where my parents are not yes exactly exactly so that was her sliding doors moment she mm. had this beautiful baby born <laughs> 15 there were years four kids and then there was a beautiful baby <laughs> finally oh, we got it right on the fifth time a golden child <laughs> 
Um, all right, Anne, take us into medium talk. Okay, for medium talk, for for the listener's benefit, um, I will just explain that on the bottom of our run sheet, we have a little section that's titled In Reserve. And so whenever we have some stupid idea of something that we should talk about in the future, we, <laughs> usually me writes it down so that we don't forget it. And... Sometimes we actually, when we don't have any ideas for a show, we're like, okay, what's on the reserve list? And we go down and we look and we find that one that seems like actually actionable. Um, yeah. But mostly they just build up and we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. 10, 11, 12, 13. Oh my God. Um, entries on the reserve list. And so we're just going to clean this out. We're going to say yeah. what we have to say about them. Um, Bobby reminded us that last time we did this, we had a timer that I think I remember was four minutes. And I like that <laughs> idea, but f- a flexible four minutes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if we have a lot to say, then I don't think we should arbitrarily cut ourselves off. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So with that, um, what is the first topic we would like to discuss? Let's, okay, let's get food fiction out of the way. Food yeah. fiction is... Uh, we talked about any media property that's about food, like restaurants, like the bear or the menu or any stuff like that, mostly because it was after the first season of the bear and I needed to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, now at this point, I know Bobby hasn't watched it because Bobby is extremely behind on all cultural events <laughs> of a pop nature. All things. Um, I just I just watched a clip of the episode of Saturday Night Live that Drew Barrymore hosted when she was seven. So <laughs> wow, I'm, you're catching up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're getting there. Um, and I know, Hillary, you said you wanted to watch The Bear, but you did not. No, I have watched the first season and I've watched two oh, episodes good. of the second season. But it's one of those like I'll, it'll it'll be a Saturday and I'll knock it out and and um, and. I'll take. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll finish it. Yeah. So, um, and I did mention my re- when when Meredith Meredith recommended season two. I mentioned my reserves about how disappointed I was in the ending of season one, and so I was like, uh. but I have watched. I think I'm through episode four of the second season, and I forgot. I was like, oh yeah, these are only 25 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. And I think that's why technically it's considered a comedy i mean there are like i wondered when i saw the uh, emmy nominations i was like how is the bear a comedy i think it's this old school rule is a half hour show is considered a comedy but it is it has comedic i mean it has but i think i would describe it more as like a dramedy i guess possible question of the week is the bear a comedy (laughs) um explain show your work it's a the bear is a a hulu situation fx Mm -hmm. FX. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Yeah, I'm just thinking. I think Hulu's one of the ones I finally didn't renew, but I might have a free subscription. Yeah, you probably do somewhere. Verizon or something somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I I do need. Yeah, there are definitely funny characters in the bear. Like Richie is. I mean, I hate him because uh, loud, brash people like that are completely antithetical to my personality like it's yes. a 180 degree turn from from the and end of the pool mm-hmm. um yes. but he's he's very funny and the actor Eben 
Moss Backrack is that his name? Yeah. I've so, seen him yeah. in other stuff and he yeah. he's a very good actor because he the other characters that I've seen him portray are nothing like that. So it's very impressive. Yep. And yep. tell me that you didn't him. laugh and the first episode when he's dropping his daughter off and he's like, Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I, I I love you. And I love Taylor Swift. I just needed a break. Like, tell me you didn't laugh when he said that. That was funny. That was, yeah. that was funny. Yeah. That was yeah. very funny. <clears throat> it was, but um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I, I feel about this season yet. It's interesting. But I was thinking about how food is portrayed, like restaurant food is portrayed in movies. And I'm like what is the thing they have with that particular color of green, that shade of green that they, that they always use to show the incredible vibrancy and freshness of the food. I'm like, that's not real. Is it that overexposed? Yeah. 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 I I don't know. I, I think that there are very few truly astonishing restaurants in the world probably and i would like to go to them but yeah i don't know the the uh, fictional restaurants are so glamorized in a way i just don't understand mm-hmm. yeah like i don't uh, meredith <laughs> you're a restaurant kitchen person yep um accurate i mean i didn't work in fine dining i worked in i don't know i i don't even know how to describe it it was a greasy spoon, but it was also like a neighborhood darling. And it also like we made our own mayonnaise, like so much of it was homemade. We made our own uh, salsa, our own pico de gallo. We made so much stuff. We prepped everything. I was a prep cook. Well, I was a dishwasher and then I was a prep cook and then I was a line cook. Um, I don't think we had any chefs, actual chefs. <laughs> we didn't call each other chefs, <laughs> um, but there was a lot of yelling. You know, you do yell behind or corner or whatever because you you hurt yourself or other people if you don't um you know i learned food safety stuff um all the equipment that they use is legit um you know the deli containers and the squirt bottles and the 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 rolling knives and stuff like that um the best the, drinks i think i've ever had were out of a deli yeah yeah, yeah. I, i'm not saying delis are bad um in any way shape or form i just it's it's interesting because it is very true to life in a lot of ways but like fact right fact the character fact he's mm-hmm. maddie matheson's an actual chef yep. um he's one of the producers and so i think it's very true to life in that way i think um there's a there's a i don't remember which episode it is but we see carmy's um cookbook collection there are some amazing cookbooks. That collection was very well curated. Like that, that was an amazing uh, bookshelf that he's got. Um, but yeah, I, as far as I know, as far as my experience, it is very true to life. It's it's a it's a hard job. It's exhausting, but you sort of love it in an interesting kind of hateful. Like it's a love hate <laughs> relationship. Um, you form a bond with your coworkers, and you kind of have to get into a groove with them to have everything work smoothly um and so yeah I, I it 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 feels right to me but i've never worked in fine dining either it seems kind of like a trauma bond to me yes yeah. very yeah. much so very yeah. much so yep that's uh, accurate because you do go through a lot and it, you know as my place was a was primarily a breakfast restaurant although we were open seven in the morning until nine at night, I think. Ugh. So we did lunch and dinner too. 
Um, but Breakfast Rush was the most traumatic. And yeah, <laughs> you do form a traumatic bond with, with these people because oh. you go through kind of hell with them. Um, and my kitchen particularly was not air conditioned. So it was, you're standing above a grill, you're standing in front of a deep fryer, you're standing in front of toasters, and it's already 95, and you're dying. You th- there, were, there were times where the owner would say, like, you guys need to go out into the dining room and sit in the air conditioning for 10 minutes every hour. I don't care how much it delays things. If you don't do that, you're going to die, right? So you go through those sort of things with people, and yeah, it does create sort of a bond. Hmm. Not for me. I can't. <laughs> I can handle some stress, but that kind of stress, I would. It was a lot. Right. I mean, I was a child, though, right? I was in high yeah. school, so yeah. I had that kind of stamina. Also, you know, I was a little like fourteen-year-old white girl, and I was like best buds with a with a dude named Snake. <laughs> so those sort of things happened. <laughs> And you don't know any better when you're 14. Yeah. You don't yeah. you, you don't actually realize how miserable it is. Nope. Oh and, and does everybody smoke? And how does the food not smell like smoke if everybody yeah, is Yeah, everybody all, smoked. Like, in um it? you could still smoke in restaurants at that time oh. and that was the only way. I started smoking. I mean, I had a couple recreational cigarettes for the first time when I was like 13, but I started working when I was 14 and I quickly realized that the only way to get an actual break was to yes. say I'm going to have a cigarette. Yes. And unfortunately, that continued the whole entire time I worked there, which was four years. So I worked there from 14 to 18. And I smoked the entire time as an <laughs> underage. But I've been this, I've been five foot 10 since I was that age. So nobody ever carded me. I've never <laughs> in my life had a problem buying cigarettes. So yeah, there was a lot of smoking. But so uh, it was separated from the kitchen. Um, there was like a kind of a prep area. And then there was a hallway and a door to the back where we would get deliveries and we would stand in the door to the back um so in the winter it meant that you were freezing in the summer it meant you were on fire um but you kind of smoked out the door and we as you know as cavalier as we were we were very serious about safety like food safety so every time you know you cannot smoke a cigarette without really touching your mouth and so that makes your hands dirty so we would wash our hands afterwards um but also you know so everything probably did smell like smoke but also there was a smoking section in the restaurant yeah 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 so everything kind of already did smell it wasn't separated by literally anything it was just like a imaginary barrier so the whole place smelled like smoke everything smelled like smoke this reminds me i'm like thinking (laughs) bobby i feel like you might be thinking this as well as casey affleck smoking in the um in the Duncan commercial a on favorite. SNL. <laughs> he's, yes. he's just, he's like, his hand is I'm outside. Not, <laughs> yeah, that's true. You can't smoke in here. I mean, that's not really how it is anymore, but that's how it was in the 90s. I started this in 1996 is when I started working there. Oh, my God. When I worked yeah. at coffee shops in high school and college, people thought I was a smoker because I just demanded to take those breaks. Mm. Yeah. Well, and yeah. so... I remember somebody offering me a cigarette once and I was sitting out back at Spot Coffee in downtown Buffalo and I was like, oh no, I don't smoke. And they were stunned. I was like, no, like, fuck you. What do you I mean you needed, don't smoke? <laughs> I needed to take my five minutes to 10 minutes every hour that yes. the rest of you assholes take. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. 
Oh, man. I was drinking behind the counter. That was a different story, but... Yes. See, we didn't do that. I was always kind of like cooking wine, and they were like, no. No. <laughs> so there was definitely no drinking no. at work. At, at the coffee shop, we used to trade coffee drinks for booze with the bar next door. So the oh. bouncers would run it back and forth. Yep. That's good. So That's a good idea. drinking Miller yeah. High Life out of paper coffee cups with lids behind the counter, <laughs> and they would be drinking jet tea smoothies that I'm sure they were dumping booze into once we gave them to them. <laughs> All right, should we move on? Yeah. What? Actually, I, I have one what? final question, and then I still haven't watched the menu either. Oh, I haven't either. Which I know is available on one of the streamings oh. we have. Yeah, so. None of us have. No, okay. yeah, I think I know Christy has. I think she really liked it. I know it. Sam yeah. watched it, and she, she likes like horror and emotionally manipulative things. <laughs> and so she, she liked it, but I just haven't. <laughs> checked anyway. in well i yeah, always like next? nicholas holt so yeah, i do like, too i'm not opposed to anything that he's I in i just too. haven't yep. i just don't watch movies anymore unless we assign them for our movie right. shows i'm too busy watching three old episodes of iron chef last night i can't possibly have time to watch any of these watch other a things. movie you have to schedule these things where you can it was the potato right. battle uh, well can't miss that um, okay, let's continue on the food theme because true to us, we have three food entries on this. Um, I want to talk about soup because I Ugh. said something very controversial when we were just talking and someone was like, put it on the list <laughs> is that I believe that soup is inadequate as a meal. Um, yeah, that's I, that them's fighting words. I have a question when you say soup. Mm hmm. Are you including like stews? Like I make like a, you know, sausage and tomato base with like, there's like beans and stuff in it. And I use that as a meal, but like a soup, like if it's just like a tomato soup, I, I see what you're saying. I guess it would depend on how hefty chunky <laughs> it is. Yeah. How chunky because any, I think anything where, you have to add like bread and sprinkled cheese on the top and whatever, whatever, whatever to make it satisfying. Like, boy, I'm sounding remarkably like Mike in my strong <laughs> opinion here. But like, I yeah, like tomato soup, like chicken noodle soup, like uh, whatever no. broccoli cheese. Like, it just psychologically it doesn't feel like enough to me yeah. and like i can't just have a bowl of something or a plate of something and let that be i need a couple of components to a meal yes like a yeah. main and a vegetable and a whatever now and what so if it's soup is just like kind of eh. chunky the soup that by its trademarked slogan soup that eats like a meal <laughs> um i don't think i've had that because i am Extremely wary of sodium content in yeah. commercial soups. There's just, a, there's just a little bit of it. There's <laughs> just, just a, a little, little bit. bit. And, I, and I think my blood pressure is already on the high side these days. So maybe maybe I won't eat a can of something that's like 60% of my recommended daily sodium. <laughs> yeah. but that makes sense. Yeah. I I would say no. I don't know. Like I, I rarely have soup. And I, this is really sacrilegious to say but my mom has made from scratch chicken noodle chicken or rice it's usually chicken and rice soup whenever she has like a chicken or a turkey carcass or whatever she goes through the whole process and i don't like it 
and everybody else in my family really loves it. So I know that it's something wrong with me, but I, I don't know. I also, I don't like cooked carrots in soup. No, like, I don't no, know how no. I'd feel about pureed no. carrots. Hmm. Like I had a parsnip soup once at a restaurant that was really good, but like chunks of carrot and soup, I, I don't like the taste at all. So like, I don't know. I just, I'm not can into a, it. Can a hearty breadstick turn it into a meal? <laughs> Does that count as enough substance to like? I like, mean, can maybe you go get unlimited soup and breadsticks at Olive Garden and be satisfied. Well, I can, I can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is not only a meal. You all know that that's that's if Sam and I have serious decisions to make in our lives. That's what we do. That's a great so idea. We we've done this on multiple occasions, including going and looking at a car, mm-hmm. and then leaving on like a Tuesday at noon and going to Olive Garden and doing unlimited soup, salad and breadsticks and then using the time it takes for us to eat unlimited soup, salad and breadsticks to decide whether or not we're buying the car. Well, listen. and then going back to the dealership because of course we bought the car. Yeah. 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 That's it's what- interesting. And because it must not be part of our personality profile because I am the full opposite. I think the soup I, I don't think there's even a season for soup. I will mm. make soup in July. I will make soup any time of year. Um, and I absolutely count it as a full meal. And it's one of the few things, because I am not a leftover person, it's one of the few things that I am totally okay with having leftovers because I think it gets better as time goes on. Mm. Hmm. I think my criteria here is anything that I can drink, I don't count as a meal. So Hillary, your stew would not be included in that category. Anything okay. that goes down relatively easily like that, no jokes, please, um, does not <laughs> count for me as a satisfying experience. I don't know. I get it. I That's get fair. it. Yeah. I, it doesn't have the things. same like sensory experience as like chewing and yeah, cutting something up or whatever. But I also kind of don't think that adding cheese to something means that there, it's lacking anyway. Like I, I will add cheese to almost anything. <laughs> yep. And I think that just makes it even better. Not that it was bad to begin with. But yeah, I'm a full on like soup any day of the week kind of person. So I'm also with a grain now that I'm pondering this, that I'm sitting here thinking about this, I'm wondering if my feeling about this might not also have something to do with having a long history of dieting and eating disorders. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Well, because like, so soup abs- is, like have cabbage soup for every meal. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. almost because food becomes so precious to you because you get so little of it yes. that to spend any of that on soup um, mm-hmm. is really n- not, fulfilling like i i was so sad by the end of (laughs) all my dieting (laughs) like i i think i mentioned this like i would take a square of chocolate in my lunch to work every day as a dessert it's like it wasn't uh, the ghirardelli squares but it was about that size and i would break it into nine pieces and eat (laughs) each piece (laughs) and try and like suck on it and make it last as long as possible because (laughs) i had such food restrictions so i think soup and food restriction doesn't really pair very well so that may be it for me yeah, I I hear that where it's like this feels like it's not this is not enough. I need feels yeah, like no, deprivation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Feels like punishment. I, I, I'm yeah. just now remembering that this is an episode of Seinfeld. 
about it is. whether or not soup is a meal. So we'll just have uh, to do a live watch of wow, the episode I of guess. Seinfeld from yeah. 1994 titled The Soup. Yep. That's perfect. Yeah. The, la- the last thing I want to say about this is, Fabi, your talk about Olive Garden and breadsticks and whatever made me think of my dad. Because that man was so psycho, we would go to Olive Garden and he would order breadsticks without butter. Oh, and then, how do they even do that? Well, and then he would bitch that it took so long. Ugh. And I'm like, Dad, it's because they have to make them from fucking scratch. Yeah. Like a they whole take new them batch out of, the of freezer. mixture. They gotta scrape off all the butter. Yep. But presumably there's like a, a like a rising time or a baking time. I'm sure at Olive Garden they just have like giant containers of breadsticks yeah. that they yeah. just grab and take to tables. And his dumb requirement, because he was so – talk about somebody with eating disorders. Um, he was yeah. so freakish about fat that oh God. he that, would that is, not some want any butter. Shit. Yeah. Oh my this God. is a question for Christy next time she's back with us because – yes. She's our Olive Garden insider expert. <laughs> yeah, I would assume they come pre-buttered, but maybe they don't. Maybe once you bake them, then you like dunk them. Do they? Have yeah, like they're a, they're probably not like those grocery store ones that come pre-buttered. Yeah, they probably come dry, but then they roll them through a. Yeah. What, what might just be have become my dream, which is to be rolled through a butter tumbler. <laughs> Honestly, the, the the when I worked in the restaurant, the the butter that quote unquote butter that we used was this disgusting like I don't know yellow I know oil exactly stuff about. that you brush oh, on yeah. everything, yeah. and that's oh. why restaurant food tastes so good. And it was not really butter; um, it was always a liquid, so it was some sort of disgusting oil substance. Um, and so I guarantee that they brush that on there, and then yep. like sprinkle parmesan salt yeah as if parmesan needs more salt but it probably did right in olive garden land that makes Um, sense and that's what they call them so when my dad requested no butter they had to at least spend what 15 minutes baking baking a new breadsticks yeah Uh yeah good good job dad and then (laughs) how long it took All right, let's move on to a non... <laughs> Shall we talk about Hank's ranks? That's <laughs> yeah. number two on the list. It's been on there for so long. I, think it, I don't know that we should get too deep into Hank's ranks because I've been thinking about it, and I think there's a whole show there. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Well, uh, because Tom uh, Hanks has been in so but, many movies. So I, was, I interpreted not as Hank ranking... Tom Hanks's movies, which is almost an impossible feat. I was thinking it was like, okay, there's Tom, there's Colin, yes, oh, Chet. and there's oh. Chet. Like, okay, yeah. we can settle this in five seconds. I was like, so quick. Yeah. He has you a just daughter did it, too, basically. doesn't he? Yes, like Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Or yeah. oh, God, we're such losers, and and yeah, I think he has another son named like, oh, like Truman or something. Oh, that sounds right. That yeah. sounds right. Um, I. Will say that Colin is in a movie that makes me laugh very hard called Orange County that I recommend. It's really good, but otherwise, I don't know. I mean, Colin seems like a nice gentleman, uh, definitely in comparison to Chet. Does not Ch- seem like a nice no, gentleman. No, no. <laughs> but but Tom loves him anyway. So yes, <laughs> that's true. That, that's um, love. Uh, yeah, I like Colin. Like the most extended thing I ever heard of him was when he was on Conan's podcast. So that's right. like forty-five minutes where they talk. And I think Conan made a very deliberate effort not to, not. to make a deal yeah. about right. yeah. how Tom Hanks was his father. But it's like, it's almost impossible to talk about 
Well, yeah. Being and acting with I mean, it's it's the the Tom Hanks elephant in the room of well, all of it. It's almost like with what's her, I mean, and most of them are not good actors, but it's like with Meryl Streep's daughters, I'm like, why did you guys do this? Like, really? Yep. You could have done anything else because you're just inviting the comparison. And I think Colin Hanks is like a decent actor. He's talented. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I also think that maybe he didn't, I mean, it wasn't like they were estranged, but I get the idea that he wasn't like mainly raised by Tom Hanks. So, oh. um, like I think, his mother was not Rita Wilson. It's somebody else. And I think they were raised. Like, I think he was raised in like Sacramento or something, you know, or the Bay area or something. Yeah. He was a little bit, but obviously, yeah. I mean, Tom Hanks, it's like, everybody knows who Tom Hanks is. Everybody has seen a Tom Hanks movie. There's not one person in the world who has not seen a Tom Hanks movie. Yeah. But then, so the question becomes, then what do you do? If yeah. you're Colin Hanks, let's let just yeah. leave Chet out of this. And I don't know what Truman and Elizabeth are doing. Maybe they're doing great. But like, what what do you do? Can can you like work an office job? Uh, no. Can you be a dentist? <laughs> I mean, I guess you could be a doctor, but I mean, because yeah. everybody's going to say, "Oh, Doctor Hanks, you related to Tom Hanks?" <laughs> and, I guess you can say I mean, no. <laughs> no, I'm not. This is when, yes, nepotism is, in Hollywood is prevalent and kind of bad, but it's like, sometimes when they're good, it's good because it's, there's a reason because they've been around it for so long and they're so accustomed to it. And if they have talent, then that's okay. Like, it's okay. But it is kind of hard to do the exact same thing because it's so rare that you reach the same kind of milestones that they do. Most of the time you don't. Yep. No. Well, I did think really we would. Now. I, I did think that we would be ranking the movies, but <laughs> this works too. <laughs> God, I mean that, Bobby. I think you're right. Like ranking Tom Hanks's movies. I mean, there's certain ones that are like right to the bottom. Like I don't ever need to see the Polar Express. Does that count? I don't know. Well, that that's <laughs> creepy for some. Like Tom Hanks's performance in it is not what makes it creepy. The yeah. uncanny valleyness of it is what makes it creepy. Um, oh, Tom Hanks's performance is never what never yeah. drags a movie down, right? right? I guess the only one, and I have not seen it because I remember. Well, one, I was too young, but that didn't want to stop my parents. But like, it was just got such bad reviews. Was Bonfire of the Vanities, and I think my parents were like super excited because they had read the book, and you know, it was this big cultural touchstone of the '80s. And then when he was cast in it, they were like, "That wasn't." I've never even heard of that. It was oh, like yeah. he's he's supposed to be this like, you know titan of wall street kind of deal i think um it's a tom wolf book right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and when he was cast everybody was like that's not <laughs> and that's not right uh, and that kind of that actually that is kind of why he took the role in one of his best roles um a league of their own because he had gotten such bad reviews for bonfire of the vanities that it almost like took him down a peg and then he took this kind of like some role that he made a meal out of in um, A League of Their Own. Which is good. Good that was decision. Great... Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's all that after The Man with One Red Shoe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Turner and Hooch. I definitely yeah. saw that in the theater. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's just do a whole episode about how Tom Hanks sucks. <laughs> oh, no. oh, boy. Anyway. Okay. Should we move on? Yes. Um... I have no idea what we wanted to talk about with hygiene habits, but we put it on the list. 
Guys, do you use deodorant? <laughs> Every day. I did. I was excited when she asked me, are you a daily flosser? And I said, yes, I'm a daily flosser. Like, I kind of, like, screamed it at her. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've, I've been toying with the idea of a skincare show for a long time, but it also kind of seems boring. So... I mean, maybe we could talk about that for like three seconds and not be as boring. Um, One of the, so, okay. The most, uh, how to start this discussion. When I was 33, I think, um, I started using prescription Retin-A and that's because I was getting, I was starting to get wrinkles, but I also had terrible acne (laughs) and I couldn't use um, prescription birth control anymore. I couldn't use hormonal birth control. Um, because of my liver tumors. So I had to stop taking the the pill, which had kept my skin in check for years. Um, and my skin went absolutely crazy. And I had terrible acne. And it was like scarring and painful mm, and horrible. So I finally went to the dermatologist. And she was like, oh, okay, let's give you this um, tretinoin prescription. And it's great for acne, but it also kind of like heals sun damage and can take care of fine lines and wrinkles. And I was like, okay, fine. And it's terrible at first because it makes things worse before yes. they get better. But I'm 41 now, so I've been on it for quite a long time. And like I still get zits every once in a while, but they go away within like a day. And I used to get awful scarring. I just do not scar well like, with anything and they don't leave scars Hmm. so it's not cheap but you know even with insurance it's not cheap but it's worth it to me because i only have to buy a tube every like three or four months and it's because you don't have to use that much no you you use a tiny little bit a tube lasts you a long time um so i had to kind of adjust from having like an i i was an oily teen and 20 year old so i had to adjust like everything from that and it because it can make you drier Mm. so like my whole i got very invested into skincare because otherwise i was just like a dry flaky husk (laughs) so i had to kind of get interested in it so it was like okay now i need a serum and i need a good moisturizer and i need like something over top of that so i've kind of like developed this very intensive um routine to help me and it's all because of retin-a um and it's all compensating for that so i have um some interesting products that i use now including snail mucin Mm -hmm. um and there's a couple brands that i really like i know it's delicious oh no it's that's snail mucilix yeah no this is this is where they like unfortunately well so the brand that i use is cruelty free but like other brands will like stress they, the snails they out they gently milk the snails <laughs> no, they, like, they just follow freak around them out. after the snails <laughs> that's what this one does they just let them go they just like r- let them run around and then return them back to their homes and they collect run around the boo. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i do my best to be ethical but like i don't know and it but it does work really really well so i have a very complicated like am and pm routine but it always includes sunscreen i think that's yes. probably the most important thing is that using sunscreen every single day on my face and on my hands 
um, is very important because retin retin A makes you sensitive to the sun, so it makes you more per more um, prone to burning. Hmm. So I use I have a bunch of different sunscreens. I have sunscreens that I like. If you need recommendations, please let me know. I will not go through my list here, <laughs> um, but I have a lot of sunscreens that I love for different um, purposes and applications. So it's you know um, I haven't gotten a terrible burn. Um, I you know. It's for, for people without a lot of melanin, we age faster than people mm -hmm. with melanin. Mm. Um, so we have to be more careful about our sun exposure. So that's my uh, that's my kind of vague skincare. I like <laughs> it. I am. I'm very basic. Like I have no knowledge when it comes to skincare products. I'm like Cetaphil um, cleanser and Cetaphil moisturizer. And that's, yeah. that's it. Yeah. And I those think those are great brands. Honestly, yeah. I use, I use those and I use CeraVe a lot. I use CeraVe. That's my, mm -hmm. my go-to. I think my reluctance to get into this any further has always been because I kind of believe that like 99% of it is bullshit. Like those products on the market. Like every time I see an oil of Olay ad or whatever, and they show like the data and the graphs, I like, <laughs> I actually saw this is true in an oil of Olay ad, and it, it was like, you use our product. And then they show the graph, like the condition of your skin gets better and better and going up. And I'm like, yeah, but what's the y axis? And the units were like 0. 0.0001% <laughs> yeah. on right. the y axis. Yep. And I'm like, you motherfucking charlatans. <laughs> like I just can't shake the feeling that most of it is just base commerce and very little of it. Well, maybe that makes you a great resource because Meredith, you've done the work to determine what actually does. Yeah, there are definitely ingredients and brands that are more science based. And those are the ones that I prefer because I think you're right. Like, just saying, just seeing a graph that goes up is like, okay, what what does that mean? <laughs> like, right, and, the, and then they, they throw around the term free mean? radical, and like I'm supposed to go buy their fifty dollar pot of whatever. No, there are yeah. there are there are inexpensive brands that are research backed and are proven. Although you can't expect miracles from topical products like this, you know, it's it's you're gonna age, and I'm not trying to avoid looking like my age. Um, I'm not planning on it. <laughs> yeah, well, I have no problem with that because there's no avoiding it. Um, and that that's not my that's not my goal. I'm trying not to get burnt. I'm trying not to get skin cancer. Um, and I'm trying to not be a flaky husk. Um, but <laughs> there are brands that are Show more research-backed. <laughs> you know, the, there are ingredients that, are, that have research like actual clinical trials behind them. Um, and there are products that are not a million dollars that are effective. So you, you really do not need to spend a ton of money to have a good skincare routine um, and one that protects you and is beneficial. So I, I don't think Olay is really part of that. <laughs> so what <laughs> I'm hearing honest. though, is if you want the real miracle results, you have to drink the children's blood. <laughs> yes. Well, true. That's true. Yes. I do do that. Yeah, I, d I drink <laughs> also a adenochrome. Funny. I was just doing it for entertainment purposes. It's um, fun. Yeah. I and I, um, I'm sort of in between you and Meredith because I like aspirationally want to use like fun stuff and I'll buy it and then immediately break out. Like my skin just is, my skin is not sensitive in that like I 
get rashes or have a rosacea or anything like that. It's just is so like, I just still break out. It's just what, what happens. But, um, I, I tried Tret and for like a year and it, was not for me, which is like, I'm so jealous because I see pictures of people with beautiful skin and I'm like, that was never me. So I went back on my other thing and which I can't even remember what it is, but whatever it is, it's fine. And I use, I use CeraVe wash and, and that and moisturizer and sunscreen. And like, that's, that's kind of it. And, and Botox. Um, but then, <laughs> no, that's my age defying. Yeah. No, nothing anyway, wrong with that at all. I, and and I CeraVe just, is I, a great brand, to be honest with you. Like they have some I, really good products. I definitely think this is the thing. It's very, every skin is different and you're, some people can tolerate stuff and some people can't. And that's just like the way it is. And what I hate is it's like you buy this and you're like, this is it. This is going to be my miracle. There's one can't remember the name of it there's something that all these groups I was in was like this is the best product and I tried it and it did make my skin like look plumper and whatever glowy but then I got like cystic acne so I was like okay whatever (laughs) now yeah um anyway so I feel like you just have to do and if you're into it some people are super into it and they like enjoy the process of it I'm so like ready to go to bed when I'm ready to go to bed that I'm like I can't do this I can't do this I can't do this um, I do Meredith, like you... shopping and buying things, so yeah. that's maybe a problem, <laughs> yeah. but I've kind of narrowed it down to what does work and what doesn't for me. I think also, and this is kind of a sad admission, but I sort of think, what's the point? Like, my face is my face, and <laughs> no matter how much... I mean, like, I would I'm say still, use some sunscreen, I'm still, but like, you're right, yeah. I'm just, nothing is going to ever make me acceptable to myself like I'll still look at myself in the mirror every day and be like there's no help in that so why spend the money trying to do something that you know you're beautiful Mm -hmm. like I can't I can't change my face so like what's the point of (laughs) trying to dink around the edges of stuff it's kind of how I feel but that's the depression talking. But there, you, you're right in a way. Like, there's only so much you can do. Um, you can't expect miracles from a topical product. You just can't. And and trying people who try are who try to not look their age end up kind of looking like clowns. Um, True. So that's really not what I'm after. Um, I'm just trying to not like make it worse. I guess <laughs> you're trying to age gracefully. Just trying yes. to be present. Yeah. Just trying to preserve and 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 not feel like self-conscious yeah but I still also like every when I used to have to go to the office I would get ready in the morning and I would look in the mirror and I'd be like oh well you know that was my (laughs) that was my attitude every morning like I could do better but uh, I don't care that much (laughs) yep yep well, we're not even talking about makeup, and that is yes. just all a mystery to me. No, I mean, I'm talking clothes, hair. Yeah. I'm talking about everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, nah. Some people have a talent for that, and some people don't. Yep. The best I hope for is, like, clean and presentable. Yes. Yeah. Not too smelly. My, I vacillate. There are days where I'm gonna like, I'm like, I'm gonna wow them today, and then there are days where I'm like, I don't fucking care. I just need to get to work, and this is it. This is all yep. you're getting. Yep. Bobby, what's your hygiene habits? I use soap. 
Good. That's the most Good. male answer. <laughs> so no, I, uh, uh, I guess I use body wash. I use shampoo, and occasionally I use conditioner. Um, I use a occasionally use conditioner. Yeah, not all the time. Um, I can't get oh the God. comb through my hair without it's, conditioner. I know. Condition. My hair is very, very much thick, hair, but, though. but also very straight. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have, um, you know, like an acne wash that I use on my face sometimes. And I have a, like a tea tree oil wash. Literally the Trader Joe's tea tree oil oh, face wash. Um, I, I, I occasionally in the winter, I will use uh, a little bit of body lotion after I get out of the shower just to moisturize pretty much everything as unscented as possible. Yep. Um, yeah, that's a good that's a good tactic. Yeah. 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 And actually, uh, funny story. Uh, well, not so much story as a thing that happened. Um, Sam got a gift in June from her work. It was World Orthoptic Day. And Ooh. the way that the Boston Children's Hospital thanked all their orthoptists was they shipped them a present. And it was a like a 1-800 gift baskets uh, basket of soaps and lotions or something. And because her address on file is the Buffalo House. It went there, and it sat outside for a few days. Oh, no. And then one of our neighbors kindly took it in, and then she and I just kept forgetting to connect on it. And so literally, one of the reasons I was running late the other night was because she finally came over and left that box for me. And I brought it home. It's still sitting in the car. We weren't in a hurry because Sam has no interest in using any of it because it's all, like, lavender-scented. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that can make people with sensitive skin really irritated. Yeah. Yeah, So unscented stuff is probably the best it's funny that you know the hospital group is the group that sent out the lavender soaps <laughs> and lotions to everybody so i think i'm just going to take it to work and open the box and tell all the uh folks at work if they want something to take it let yeah. the youngs yeah exactly it. similarly yeah. last year they sent a harry and david basket that was a much better get oh that's what my dad sent me the very personal <laughs> gift that my dad gave me that one time <laughs> of, a, of a corporate thank you. harry and david <laughs> gift <laughs> basket yep uh, a check would have been a fine choice, too. It would have been a, a lot better, yeah. Like a $75 Simpson Lotions basket? <laughs> I got a gift, like a froofy, a massage at a froofy salon spa place once, and I went, and the massage therapist used, I shit you not, banana melon lemon. Banana Ew. banana melon lotion <laughs> no. on me. And I'm like, if you could come Ugh. up with two fruits that repel me more... I can't think of it. That's and a I'm, terrible combination. Right? For a for a professional but and she didn't ask. She didn't be mm-hmm. like, here are the lotions I have or I'm gonna use this or anything. All of a sudden I just start smelling fake banana flavor and I'm like, Ugh. Are you serious? <laughs> Gross. You left smelling like a bag of runts. Ugh. Disgusting. <laughs> Question of the week, what's the worst fruit flavor? <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Banana. Yeah. Yuck. Um, I think that, that uh, yeah, I brush my teeth. I, I floss with floss picks. I know they're terrible for the world, but I can't get I my use sausage them too. fingers in there. It, to it's that or floss. not flossing. So yeah. 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 I use them. Uh, I think that's. Yeah. Oh, um. Yeah, I need new nail clippers. I they just die, right? They just cut get your dull nails. Yeah. Oh, I have recommend I have an amazing nail clipper. It was going to be my my Amazon rack the the week that we were like, never mind, we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> well, shoot me a link, and we won't recommend it. But I'll I will. 
I feel like I just burned through them. Like I have four different pairs really? sitting in my bathroom right now. Interesting. But no, just I've got the years. Like these they stay get, sharp somehow. Yeah, they get rusty if you're not careful. Like a little bit of water once and just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, all right. Is it well. weird that I've got one toenail that grows way faster than all the other ones? No, no, I think that happens. It's Did you the, ever it, do anything to it? No, it's the it's. I, I, what do you call the second toe? It's not the ring toe. The point. Any toe? toe can have a ring if you try hard <laughs> enough, right? <laughs> I think it's Pointer just the toe. second toe. It's I was, the toe you point at things with. Yeah. I, well, by default, <laughs> yeah, because I was I was. Well, here's here's my hygiene talk. I was trimming my toenails the other day. And that second toe in from the left on my left foot is just like the one I guess I use for coke. <laughs> like the, all the other ones were just like just toe. fine, and that one was like whoa. And I did not miss it. It's not like I missed it last time. I know I didn't. Just magically woke up one day and it was like boom. Goodbye socks. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Freak toe. Welcome, welcome everybody. <laughs> so along those lines, do we have? Because it's a thing, right? If people have second toes that are longer than their big toe. Yeah. Does anybody have that? And and I was talking second from the left on my left foot. So the second smallest, the one next to the pink toe. Oh, 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 the ring toe. Yeah, no, yeah, not the long. It is the ring toe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Right. So my, yeah, my second toe is not quite longer than my big toe. My second toe, mine is longer. I have cribbed, like, my toes are all bent and. Mine are exactly the same length. I have like hobbit feet, so I have weird. I have very, very short feet for being a relatively tall person. Yes, my feet are like I eight, have short, eight. wide feet. Yeah, I have eight yeah. and a half is my shoe size in women's, uh, which is what six and a half in men's That's or something. Very small. Yes, it's very small, but they're wide, and I have tiny little tiny toes. But my feet are very, very wide. Um, I have like so Flintstone it's feet. Gross. So I, yeah, there's I have a corner hobbit. of the internet that wants you to be a. I don't care. <laughs> make some money, honey. Nope, 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 nope. I wish I had known that when I was in college, but no. That's one thing that I'm still waiting for internet commerce to get on, because all the websites that now have tall sizes, if they sell shoes, they're still only in medium widths. Like yep. it, like wide widths are not that um, common on the internet yet. That's kind of why I stick to Nordstrom is because you can filter by yeah. wide and they have some cute ones that are wide. So. Yeah. I had a roommate who had double A width feet. Wow. I know. She shopped I at can't Nordstrom even imagine for all that her shoes. Her shoes yeah. would just fall off of her. Yeah, that's never. It's like whenever I've ever tried on a Nike, I'm like, absolutely not. These are for skinny people. I can't deal with these. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're just like, I, my feet are so tight. I can't fit into the wine. I'm like, I, I need a wide toe bridge. Yeah, I need a. <laughs> so I have very, very high arches too, which makes my feet tall. Um, but it also makes my toe box like where I put on my weight. So I need a like. They're not only are they wide, but that's where all my weight goes. Yeah, is right into the, yeah. the 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 ball of my foot. So. Took like Ugh. nine years, but we finally got to toe box talk. <laughs> I am far too old to wear shoes that pinch anymore. Mm-hmm. I just, I yep. just want to do it. I don't. That's care why I wear enough. Birkenstocks all day, yep. every day. <laughs> that really was the like. I'll, I'll dress up and I'll wear stuff that's like form fitting or whatever. But with shoes, I'm like, no. I this is where the pandemic. Like, I was like, I'm not wearing uncomfortable shoes. It's not mm-hmm. happening. Nope. I can't. I can't do it. If they, if even like when I get new shoes and they start to like 
blister me. I'm like, this, they got to go back. I can't handle this. Well, that's why I appreciated your recommendation of Brooks so much because yes, I needed walking so shoes and yeah. my wide Brooks are so Have comfortable. I told you my Brooks story? So I wear a 13 wide in men's sneakers. And so I, yeah, finding wide Talk sneakers Talk about Flintstone feet. Miserable. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, my Brooks story is that years ago I was wearing a pair of Brooks sneakers. I was at a board member's house, this really old guy um, who has since passed RIP Henry, beautiful, wonderful old man. Henry just looks at me, and he's a little out of it at this point in his life, and he just goes, ah, Brooks. Yes, I also wear Brooks. Brooks are very good shoes for the elderly. (laughs) You and I, the elderly. (laughs) You're what, 27? (laughs) Two of us. Yep. Uh, Hey, man, when I worked in retail, I wore SAS shoes. Like Sure. Yeah. Absolutely, little yeah. old lady shoes. Except for little old ladies, buy them in navy and beige, <laughs> black. and I got yeah. black. I because yeah. I always wore black pants yeah. to work. So I'm like, maybe this will camouflage. But like, I I couldn't do a 12 hour day and anything no. other than those things. No. Nope. Nope. I'm also um, Asics now. Just Asics. Hmm? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's I can get. <laughs> Hey, we All mined right. that topic for more than I thought. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> uh, um, I'm not saying that we shouldn't keep going here, Anne. Right. I don't want to cut you off, but we are at the 90-minute mark. I know. I was thinking maybe one more would yeah. be good. Is there something on here that somebody has thoughts on? Well, do we want to rank our dirks? I yeah, was going to say, mean? we can just get rid of the dirks. <laughs> <laughs> this has been on here since we read Sahara. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, well, your guess is as good as mine. I think we started listing. Diggler. Exactly. Exactly, <laughs> Hillary. Thank you. Guys, I just pitch. Googled famous Nowitzki. Dirks. <laughs> Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah. He was a basketball, basketball dude. Yeah. In Dallas. From the Mavericks. I remember, yeah, I saw him play. He's they a, named a street a after doofus. him in Dallas. Yeah. Dirk Kite, a Dutch footballer okay you're, yeah, he's pro- you're probably related name, to him right yeah. well k-u-y-t i only know that's pronounced kite because i had a friend named Kristen kite when i was growing up because of course i did right uh and i but i'm trying to okay i had famous dirks you had on kites. this list i like the dirk freemount 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 he's an ass he looks awesome dirk he's diggler a- is on the list dirk freemount yeah i would say freemount Oh, so I have to stop down for Dirk Benedict because this is a tangent. I haven't seen the original A-Team since I was a kid, but I watched the new one recently, like in the last week. Mm -hmm. The movie? Not good. No, 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 no. Like, really not good. It was was really not good. We watched it on TV just because it was randomly on. We were in the hotel room in Nashua, New Hampshire, a bustling center of things to do, and yet... No, it's not. So we were sitting in the hotel room watching it, and it was, like, objectively bad. And we just stayed glued to it just to see how it would go. And you know what's weird is that, like, I'm not saying that I enjoy Jessica Biel as an actress necessarily, but, like, otherwise it has not a terrible cast. Like, it has Liam Neeson. It has my boyfriend Bradley Cooper. <laughs> um, and, like, I like Patrick Wilson fine. And mm-hmm. the music's by Alex Alan Silvestri, who did, like, you know, Back to the Future and stuff like it's kind of has a you know pedigree, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think the problem is more with the concept, yes. well, also yes. the execution. But 
none of these movies that go back and try to mine the 70s and 80s nostalgia stuff works. Like the Chips movie mm-hmm. was terrible, which oh. I watched on a plane. It was yeah. It was beyond bad. So, it was like, they've done the Chips movie. They did the A-Team. They did Starsky and Hutch. They did the Dicks yeah. of Hazard. Like, yeah. all of them were just terrible, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you have to get the exact right person. To, I mean, it's kind of like with Barbie or whatever, where it's like, you have to get the right person to mind the, like, correct thing out of it. Otherwise, it's going to be crap. Right. To get the um, nugget that actually made people love it. Yes. Dukes of Hazard maybe could have been left back on the. We didn't really need to revisit that one as much. <laughs> There's a Confederate flag that like plays a pivotal role in. The, <laughs> we could leave that one, but I just truly think that you don't get hotter men on this planet than John Schneider back in the eighties. Yeah, was so yeah. hot. I was yeah. like five. I think he may have been my first crush. He <laughs> may me, have been my sexual jerks. awakening. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yes, I am a straight woman. Okay, indeed. Yes. I'm like, oh, I, I just really like Bo Duke. <laughs> I'm still looking at lists of famous Dirks, and they're like 90 percent Dutch people. Well, yeah. and then there's then Amazingly. there's like, um, like that. There's a country singer, but he spells it differently. It's like, I think it's pronounced Dirks. It's Dirks. Dirks Bentley. It, yes. Yeah. It's D-I-E-R-K-S. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to read be- about Dirk the First Count of Holland. <laughs> yeah. We Dirk can't finish Dirks without Dirk Gently, the character <laughs> from the Douglas Adams books. Of course. Right. Sorry. That was the one that, yeah, he pops up looking like Matthew McConaughey. And I'm like, that looks like Matthew McConaughey. Oh, it's because it is <laughs> Matthew McConaughey <laughs> from the movie. I like Do we have Dirk, to talk about him again? Dirk Krabbeth. <laughs> Dirk Dutch. Dirk Krabbeth was a Dutch Renaissance glass painter, tapestry Ooh, designer, designer, and, designer and, and maker. Ooh. He was employed by the Janskirk Gouda during the 16th century, where he created eight of the stained glass windows during the years 1555 to 1571. Wow. There, hey, were, o- there were only a few stained glass windows enough to where they're like, oh, he made eight of those ones. <laughs> Weird. I mean... Listen, we're we're having a history lesson here as well. So, mm-hmm. oh, there's a there's a a Dirk Bean is a former contestant on the reality show Survivor: uh, Colon Borneo. We all know that one. <laughs> That's how <laughs> few Dirk famous Dirks there are that they're doing a contestant <laughs> on uh, one season of Survivor. I think I think that's it. I think we meet. I think we found the bottom of the yeah. yeah. Did we miss any Dirks? Oh, I I actually knew a Dirk. Wow. My eighth grade science teacher, Mr. Hansen, had a son whose name was Dirk, who was like I don't know a couple of years younger than us. And I did go on the week long summer geology field trip uh, to the Grand Tetons in Yellowstone and. Dirk came with us, so I spent a week in a van with a kid called Dirk. You may wow. not be surprised to learn that I knew a lot of Dirks growing up. <laughs> a lot of a lot of kids named Dirk, a lot of dads named Dirk, and I knew some dads named Deke as well, which is a very Dutch yeah. thing as well. Like so. D-I-E-K? No, D-E-K-E. Oh. oh, I didn't know that was a Dutch name. Yeah. 
I mean, we can rank Deeks, too, because there was an astronaut. <laughs> Jesus. This is not on the list. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to add it for later. <laughs> Six months from now, we can rank Deeks. <laughs> My friend Jessica's dad. Number one. <laughs> Right. Well, uh, I think we've trimmed the list a little bit. We've yes, got we yeah. one, two, three, four, five topics off of it. So good job, everybody. We did it. We didn't Port- cross off Dirks. We got to cross off Dirks. Cross off the Dirks. <laughs> want to do that again. Well, so now we come to the important question is what is the question of the week going to be? Because we didn't have any idea what this conversation was going to involve. So we couldn't preset the question. What's your skincare routine? I want to know. Favorite Tom Hanks movie. Ooh, favorite Tom Hanks movie. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. That's good. That's an accessible question. Yes. All right. Yes. I'm going to write it on here. Yeah. I like it. Not that the skin wear question isn't good. Yeah. Well, add that if you want, because I'm interested. But right. <laughs> you don't so have like, to. Side. Just Please text Meredith. Me. Just yeah. message <laughs> Just Meredith. <laughs> send me a message on my own. I'll, I'll be interested. Uh. Uh, for two hours now, by the way, if there's any background noise, it, it won't be Gregory yelling at the flex people. <laughs> for once. But uh, the, the entire time we've been sitting here and then some, Simi has been coming up and running his face into my legs or chair. Mm. And I'm gently but firmly lifting him a little and throwing him away from the chair. And he just keeps coming right back for it's more. It's a good way to get him to come right back. Yep. Bless him. Like, oh, I can't do that. Well, my problem is that this chair is a rolly chair on a carpet. And I'm constantly afraid I'm going to roll over him because he wants to be right under me all the time. Well, he's never going to learn if you don't let him face the consequences. Yeah, I, but the last time he faced the consequences, he mauled my friend in the face. So yes. Or you break his leg and you end up at the emergency vet. So don't right. do that. Jesus, Sam. Just all right. Keep... On that note, should we move to TG Recommends? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Hillary. It's an all-Hillary uh, she recommends. Yes. Okay, well, I'm not going to re- recommend The Fugitive, which I watched with Rory, and he loved it, and it pleased me to no end. <laughs> the uh, Tim Daly? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Tim Daly TV show. Yes. Speaking um, no, of guys six- who I thought were hot in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll get some wings action going for you. Um, I always, by the way, I always know if something is set in Boston or have to do with something Massachusetts or New England, because Dave will know like a disturbing amount about it. And that includes the show Wings. I was like, why do you know so much about this? He was like, it takes place on the Cape. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Uh, Moving on. I was out of, I don't know. I was just bored with all the podcasts I was listening to. And this one always gets recommended to me. And then there was... A pi- a, somebody that was on it that I was interested in. So I decided to listen to How Did We Get Weird, which is Vanessa Bayer and her brother, Jonah. And I have always thought Vanessa Bayer is just like, she just makes me laugh. Like the way she talks makes me laugh. So I was like, all right, I'll give it a whirl. Um, it has consistently made me like cry laughing. Speaking of, I'm trying to think there was something I were talking. Oh, they, Jonah, her brother was talking about how they used to hang out at the Dunkin' Donuts in like Ohio or whatever. And he was like, people were smoking in there and it would get into the donuts. And then they told us like, you can't smoke inside anymore. And he was like, this is fascism. And I was like, I actually remember saying that like at a restaurant when they're like, no smoking in a restaurant anymore. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. How dare you? But basically they just talk about 
things from their childhood. Like I listened to one um, talking about Muppet Babies today. Well, oh, Muppet I mean, Babies. Oh, well, I mean, I, I probably watched Muppet Babies like I was too old really to be watching oh, Muppet too. Babies, but I yeah. loved Muppet Babies. Um, they talked about I mean, a lot of the stuff is honestly stuff that we've talked about, but it's, you know, it's with <laughs> Kate Berlant or whatever, like semi-famous comedians. But um, they talked about this one. It made me laugh so hard. It was talking about not hot pockets, but talking about lean pockets. Yeah. <laughs> How can guy, you make I, hot pockets more <laughs> disgusting? Take all the fat out of them. Yeah. Remind me, Anne, when you were like, yeah, he was really conscious of fat. And it was Beck then. I was talking about it. He was like, yeah, my parents were really conscious about fat. So they would give us lean pockets. <laughs> Listen, um, for years when we went to McDonald's, my parents would make us order McLean's, the burgers that had seaweed in them. No. Um, and then, you know, Vanessa Bayer will imitate like the commercial. It's always like a dad like, I can't believe this is a lean pocket. And then the mom's like, who stole my lean pockets? And she's like... Yes. I don't, you made the you microwaved the lean pot. Like, did you not? Like, did you not read what it was? She's so great. She's so she funny. Is. Anyway, so I reckon it has made me uh, cry laughing. Um, she is. Times. She's always the best at having that energy of like the sort of middle class waspy yes. lady who's holding yes. in the things that she really wants to say and just being yes. nice. Yes. So good at like yogurt commercials on SNL. Yes. Yeah. Wait, like the Totino's commercial. She's like, where am I yes. hungry guy? Yes. yes. <laughs> and she's just like smiling. but It's like this bullshit kind of smile. She also wants to murder you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway, I have really, really, her brother is like fine, whatever. I mean, he's a good counterbalance to her, but it, she's really the star and it's very, very, very funny. So that's my recommendation this week. Perfect. While you were talking about that, I listened and ordered some nail clippers. From my <laughs> oh, good. Thank good. God. Good, good. Good after it. They're going to get here tomorrow. So I'll, have a, I'll, I'll let you know soon how they work. Little, little expensive for my nail clippers. I'm They're just, from you know. Japan. Yes. Well, there you go. It's worth they it. have a little kitty face on them? <laughs> Weirdly, no. You can get involved with the show by visiting <laughs> thisshowhaseverything.com, which now leads to our new website. And by new website, I mean the auto-populated website that our hosting service gives us because we got sick of paying for WordPress. Yes. Yep. Yeah, it so works. The website's there. Yes, you can still stream your episodes through it. It shows the most recent episode of Tishi and what, what is allegedly labeled as a recommended episode, which we never set. And so it plays episode one. So that's scary. Germ was a great episode. Sure. I'll never go sure back and listen was. to it. Never. No. Never. Um, I did get a, a note from someone asking where our store link was this oh. week. And uh, it reminded me that we used to have a store. Mm. Uh, so maybe a summer project. And by summer, I mean like a uh, September project. Uh, if things slow down, it's maybe I'll figure out how we can have a store again and put the link on this uh, this new version of the website. So there's no store right now, but we'll get there. Hey. Cool. Sorry, I just got clawed Simmy. in the mud. <laughs> Simothy. Okay. Uh, the Facebook group is This Show Has Everything. You can email us at tshishow at gmail.com, where we also take your voice memos. Please, yes, please do send us one. Tell us about your favorite Tom Hanks movie, or least favorite. Uh, our AOL keyword is tshi, and uh, with that, that was not even everything on no. the 
No. On the list. No. Uh, so we'll do another one of these sooner rather than later from the yep. reserve oh, yeah. pile. Until we do, that was everything about the uh, run sheet reserve list. Dirks. Dirk, Dirk, Dirk. <laughs> Mostly Dirks. Dirks. I think we did discuss the Dirks quite thoroughly. <laughs> More than necessary, yeah. <laughs> His name is Dirk. He plays basketball. He's a maverick. He's a shooter like Larry Bird. He can shoot a three-pointer or dunk a good one on you. He plays good like an iPod. He's like the German Moses. 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 Oh, <laughs>